Hello, this is Dr. Kevin Jackson. I want to thank you for uh, listening to today's podcast on Ministry Moments. I want to take the opportunity today just to encourage some people uh, through the word of the Lord. I'm not going to take a long time, but I'm going to share as much as I possibly can uh, through the word of God, Jeremiah 29, verses 4 through 11. And I want to talk about how to make the best out of the worst of times. How to make the best out of the worst of times. I can't think of an individual right now who has not experienced some level of difficulty or challenges within the last few years. And even as we look at today's uh, condition in society and even in our nation, we can all agree that we're living through some very difficult and challenging times. Anytime someone has to make a choice between uh, their medicine, buying medicine or buying food, we're living in some difficult times. As we turn on the television and watch the news, we see violence and killings. We see injustices on every level. We see corruption, even in corporate America. We see social injustices that are entangled with very um, demonic racial tensions. We see all kinds of uh, atrocities against mankind, human trafficking. We see the uh, taking advantage of those who are poor. We just see difficult things and even those things that are not directly related to human factors. We see uh, the result of natural disasters, flooding and hurricanes and people trying to recover from those types of devastation. And there are just times in all of our lives when we experience some difficult times, which we may deem or call them the worst of times. And sometimes those experiences are not always caused by the individual. Sometimes it is a collective consequence uh, as the scripture says, the rain falls on both the just and the unjust. As we look at Israel, and specifically Judah, the southern kingdom, they were sent into Babylonian exile by God because they refused to align with God's will for their lives, which was to worship him only and not to take on other gods and to be faithful to him. As a result, those who worship God uh, appropriately and those who did not were sent into exile under Babylonian rule. What was amazing about this exilic experience is that even when God sent them into exile, God had a plan for them to come out in a great way. And even while they were in exile, he had a plan for them to prosper even in exile. Only God can take you in exile, bless you in exile, 
and bring you out to bless you again, even in his efforts to discipline us. What we see in the text, verses uh, 4 through 11, and I just want to deal with uh, three parts of that uh, those texts there, verses 5 through 9 in Jeremiah 29, God tells them, build houses, live in them, plant gardens, eat their produce, have wives and sons and daughters, take wives for your sons. In essence, what God was trying to tell uh, this southern kingdom community is that you must be productive regardless of the place and its condition. And so if we indeed are going to make the best of the worst of times, we must learn to be productive regardless of the place and its conditions. Because the place and the conditions have no authority or any uh, effect upon God's ability to intervene and bless his people. Let me tell you something. God would not have told him to build houses and live in them if he wasn't going to give them the building materials. He wouldn't have told them to plant gardens unless he was going to make the earth bring forth the produce that they would need. He wouldn't tell them to get wives and have children unless he was going to bless the womb and the seed of the man, the womb of the woman to bring forth life. He wouldn't have told them to seek the welfare of the city unless he was going to bring justice where it was needed. God calls us, even during the worst of times that we may be living now in society, God still requires that we be productive regardless of the place and the condition. What does that mean for you and me? That means on the job, be productive. Give your best efforts. Go dressed for success. Be productive regardless of the environment and the conditions, knowing that if God needs to change things for you, he will do it. Be productive regardless of the place and its conditions. Second thing we'll see in the scriptures, verses 8 through 10, God tells them, don't listen to those lying prophets because I didn't send them. They are prophesying to you. A lie. The second thing in how to make the best of the worst times is we must not become distracted. Don't become distracted. You know, one of the greatest weapons that the enemy uses, especially on believers, those who love Jesus, is the weapon of distraction. Distractions come that we may focus on the minor and not focus on the major, the priority, what is important. Don't become distracted. Don't become distracted by success. Don't become distracted by failure. Don't become distracted by people. Don't become distracted by anything, relationships, any of those things. Because distractions will help take you and I off focus. And what God is trying to do is ensure we make the best out of the worst of times. Be focused. Don't be distracted. We have an election coming up in November. 
don't get distracted. Don't get distracted by headlines and all that. Be focused. Go vote. Be focused and not distracted. Finally, in verses uh, 10 through 11, that favorite verse that everybody loves to quote, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Here's the last observation that I want to give you. We've already talked about be productive regardless of the place and its conditions. Don't become distracted. And the final observation from this text that I want to share with you today is to trust the intentions of God. Trust the intentions of God. That's what verses 10 and 11 is all about. It's talking about God's intention, intentions for you and for his people. His intentions for those that he sent into exile was never to keep them in exile. He placed a time limit himself. He says, after the 70 years are up, then I will visit you. God intends to visit you. The, the manifest presence of God, not just the omnipresence. The omnipresence, God is everywhere, but the manifest presence is that presence where you sense God being there and him interacting with you in such a uh, tangible way. And understand God's intention is for you to have hope. Hope is the expectation that things will get better. Things are going to get better, not because of anyone else, but because of who you're believing in. And that is God. Trust the intentions of God. God intends to bless you. God intends to protect you. God intends to use you. God intends to bless your future. God intends to do so many things for us that we know not of. Who knows the heart of God, the mind of God? Scripture says, there is no good thing that he will pull from them that love him. God doesn't want to withhold anything from you. He loves you. And the other scripture says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither entered in the heart of man what God has for you. But the Holy Spirit the discerner of the heart of God and of man knows it all and can reveal. So I want you to tell, want to encourage you to trust the intentions of God towards you. I know it may be troubling. <clears throat> Your exile or exilic experience could be health, economic, relational, social, job related. It could be a number of things. What I want to encourage you to do, be productive regardless of the place and its conditions. Don't become distracted and trust the intentions of God towards you. And you, my brothers and sister, you can live and make the best out of the worst of times. God bless you. This has been Dr. Jackson, and I pray that you've been encouraged by today's podcast as we focused on how to make the best out of the worst of times. God bless you.